Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Brendan Escott with you here. Reed Wilkins will be back in a minute to tell us what's coming up on Inside Sports tonight in about a half hour. I will tell you right now that Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Get their new Canadian club sandwich with chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce, tomato. Sounds good to me. Visit royalpizza.ca. A very educated group of outdoors men and women texting us at 780 60063 learning lots about hunting of which uh, many of you are in favor of uh, some of you saying I'm in favor of it absolutely so long as it's uh, not just trophy hunting or something that you can't eat uh, Greg and Joey are driving back from the mountains now texting us pictures of uh, of their haul and saying that they do in fact butcher it all themselves so yeah I guess uh, you know everybody's kind of got a hobby right some people tinker around with the car in the garage some people People are curing meat and uh, and uh, doing their thing with their their kill. Can we call it that? Is that okay <laughs> these days? <laughs> congrats, elk. Uh, pardon me. Congrats, Greg, on your elk, and congrats, Joey, on your moose, and everyone else who's maybe listening. And uh, we'll shift it back to hockey right now and say this: um, Kurt Hill is the head of a group of uh, developing and and changing Edmonton Oil Kings. Tough year last year, but uh, lots of reason for optimism this season we're going to talk about it uh, right now we actually talked about it a little bit earlier today he's battling a cold but we started off asking the general manager of the team how he's doing anyway going good yeah how you doing brennan uh, things are excellent uh, tell me about the weekend split you had a home and home series to open it up against red deer started out on on the right foot certainly yeah, you know, I thought we played really well as a team on uh, on Friday night in Red Deer, and um, a little bit of an unknown when you're going into a season with lots of new guys. And um, I thought they went in with a young decor, and we played pretty exceptionally defensively. And you know, just the will was there. We blocked shots, we made little plays to get pucks out. It was it was a tight game throughout, and we just found a way to win. And I testament to our guys on that. Yeah, four two victory on Friday in Red Deer, and then uh, just getting edged out four three in the home opener any significant differences in those two games I guess not a big difference in the scoreline no you know I think at the end of the day is you know we're, we're down some bodies right now still losing some guys to camp and some of our you know with Nash and Hodnett being injured I felt we kind of just ran out of gas a little bit at the end and you know their top line with uh, as a veteran guy in the league just found ways to to score a few late and uh, that, was, that was the difference at the end of the day but the result um, wasn't what we wanted, but I thought, you know, as a team and the way we played, um, we we played to our identity, and you know, unfortunately, just ran out of gas at the end. Uh, so the guys away at camp remind us all still Nathan Pilling as well as uh, Wojtek Port and. Yeah, that's it. Just those two guys. Okay. Um, so they, and they've both been returned this week, so they're both uh, expected to be in the lineup on Friday night. Got you. Uh, standout performers in their absence. I guess they haven't been gone uh, an awfully long time, but who did you notice stepping up with some elevated ice time? Well, I thought Marshall Finney was exceptional on the weekend. The line of him and uh, John Zabo and Rep Melnick kind of a little bit of our shutdown line, but they were on the score sheet as well. So I thought they had a great weekend and uh, 
Aiden Lickkey played our new 20-year-old acquisition from Portland, played really good in Red Deer and, you know, scored a couple big goals there to help us get that win. And, you know, on the back end, it's hard not to notice uh, Mark Lajois, the 20-year-old uh, defenseman we got from Tri-Cities. He's just been such a veteran presence out there. And, you know, he played upwards of 25-plus minutes in each of those games and was really good. And, you know, our, both our goaltenders, I thought, uh, you know, especially Hazer on, on Friday night, he had a great game. And, you know, Cunny had a good game, probably once uh, one back on Saturday. But I like both those guys' games on the weekend. Chatting with uh, Oil Kings general manager Kurt Hill ahead of a pair of games against Lethbridge this weekend. We'll get there in a second, but uh, first look at Blake Fiddler, who was a first overall pick out of the U.S. priority draft a few years ago now and finally uh, jumping up into the lineup as a 16-year-old. What did you see? You know what, I like this game. He's uh, composed with the puck. Um, you know, he closes gaps so well. His defending is really mature for how young he is in the league. And, you know, there's obviously some little things that you, he's going to be going to have to improve, just moving pucks a little bit quicker as a young player and, you know, just understanding how quick the pace is in our league. But first weekend, uh, you know, he checks all the boxes. He's going to be he's going to be a great player in this league. And, you know, he's the first game we, we lost one of our Ds. So we were down to five D last Friday night. So he played upwards of 15, game, 15 minutes in his first game on the road in the Western League and uh, didn't look out of place at all. So testament to him on that. For sure. And and it, I was going to ask about who he's playing with and who he's been deployed uh, by Luke Pierce alongside. But in a situation like that, I suppose there's a rotation going on already and he's already getting tested. Yeah, you know, with how young we are, I think it kind of moves around a little bit uh, with him. And obviously Peterson, McKenzie, and Alcos are all 17 years old. So I think they're all going to probably see different different minutes with Port and Lajwa at different times, you know, just depending on how they're playing and what the matchups look each night. And, um, you know, with 16 and 17 year olds in our league, there's ebbs and flows on, you know, when they're going to be playing well this season, when they might not be playing their best. So I think they're all kind of going to see minutes and I don't really see us having really set in stone pairs here, especially not the first half of the season. Adam Yeko had a storied international career coming into his inaugural CHL campaign with your team this year, Kurt. How's he looked in, in a couple of games worth of action? You know, a little bit of um, a little slow in Red Deer. I thought the first night played really well at home. Um, you know, the biggest thing with him, I think, was just the minutes being played last weekend, getting upward to 20. Um, you know, those minutes will come down a bit now that we, we get some guys back in the lineup here. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot to like. 6-3 right shot center, you know, with a ton of skill. Skates really well. Um, still adjusting, I think, to the to the small rink in the North American game. But, um, you know, we're confident he's going he's gonna to be a big player for us here moving forward. A couple more questions here for uh, Kurt Hill, and then we're going to cut you loose to find a Robitussin or something like that. <laughs> um, looking ahead to Lethbridge, just tell me what you know about that team, uh, coached by Bill Peters this year, and and a team that I think had uh, a bit of an angry sort of predisposition over the last few years. I think. Yeah, you know they're a. Um, I think they from watching the games last weekend, rewatching them, they do a lot of the same things they've done in the past. You know, they're a big group. They got big D, especially this year. They're going to have two 20-year-old D that are veterans in our league. So they play a very defensive style. They got good goaltending. Uh, they kind of rely on, you know, their top line to really produce offense for them. Um, like to dump and chase pucks a lot, play a physical game. So, you know, expecting them to be a tough team to all, like always a tough team to play against. It's never going to be easy night against them. So our guys are going to have to match that will and uh, intensity this weekend. And uh, I noticed the goaltenders uh, each got a start last weekend. Is that kind of the plan carrying forward here, even if it's just for the early part of the season? 
Yeah, I think so. It's kind of, you know, we have a lot of trust in both those guys. So, um, you know, I, I think right now it's probably just keep splitting them, but you never know if somebody really starts to run with it. I mean, you can't ignore that and it's important to get off to a good start of the season. So if someone's getting you wins early on, you might have to, you might have to just go with them a little bit more if that's uh, what we feel. Okay. Kurt, really appreciate the time this evening. Rest up and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. General Manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill, battling through one today for us here on uh, Oilers Now in a weekly check-in with the team. Uh, it's going to be a couple of tough ones against the Bill Peters-led Lethbridge Hurricanes. It is the Oilers and Flames tomorrow night live from the Saddle Dome as the preseason schedule continues. Eight total games. They've played three. They are 1-1 one, one and 1 following that overtime victory last night and uh, I'll remind you if you missed the top of the show as well this uh, autograph session going on at West Edmonton Mall Thursday October 12th it's the same one that usually goes on might even try and swing a live broadcast out there of this very program so we'll see what happens but if you are looking to get uh, your hands on an autograph from Connor or Leon well first of all I'm going to tell you to get up early and get to the mall as soon as you can that day because it's going to be a Long wait. I'm talking a shift. I'm talking longer than a shift. You're putting in overtime. You're not getting paid either. 12 hours. But your payment is worth it in the experience, the FaceTime you get with your favorite Edmonton Oiler. That coming up again Thursday, October 12th. And I hope that we can set up a live broadcast. I'm throwing it out into the universe. We're going to try and make that happen. I'll talk to the powers that be. We are going to step out one last time. On the other side, we will re-engage with Inside Sports host Reed Wilkins. Find out what he's got coming up tonight on Chad. Nugent Hopkins finishing one off. Last night, a pass from Leon Dreisaitl. How many more times will we say that this season? Hopefully many. Hopefully many. I don't know we're going to see another 100 points out of the Nuge, but 70 to me is still a really successful season. 80, it'd be gravy. We'll see. We'll see where it all goes. They're starting off uh, on a reasonably nice foot here when the, uh, when the big boys were in the lineup. I, you know what? I will say it. Uh, they've got they've got some room to go in terms of the energy in Rogers' place. I know it's the preseason, but well, of course. I think the fans are in preseason mode too. Yeah, I don't think it's quite the same. It's, it can't can't build up the hype quite well, as much. I thought that maybe with McDavid in the lineup, it would have been like. I'm used to the playoffs, okay? Uh, 780-496-0063. Okay, we're going to shout out uh, Corey and Larry here. They each got an elk last week. Yeah, uh... I would show it to Louie if he was with us here. He blew us off the show, so I don't know what to tell you. I'll try and, uh, and link up, and maybe we can resume this conversation next week because he actually knows what he's talking about. That is funny. Okay, this texter here <laughs> says, I used to deer hunt. Haven't for 49 years. I found my deer and have been married for 47 years Oh, now. my goodness. Uh, there we go. Uh, Jay the Water Guy says, let's make it clear, there's no trophy hunting in Alberta. You have to eat what you kill. Oh, okay. That includes bears. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, see, I didn't know. I'm glad I, I'm glad to find out this stuff. Like, I'm actually interested. Because I, I, I guess I have a uh, my cousin's husband hunts, but I, I don't see him often. I think, yeah, I can't remember what he what he hunts. I'm not even sure. 
But what? is it is it only bow hunting now? Did somebody say? Yeah, I think it says that rifle is open this early, but only in northern Alberta. Okay. So, and I, I would like to go and get a better understanding of how they've determined, like, I'm sure what time of year is to do with the mating season and that sort of thing. But, like, what part of the province and, and that sort of thing, how have they charted this all out? That's the job of well, that's many fish and wildlife, people. baby. I guess so. What do you study in university to become as an animal biologist? Probably, a, bi- probably animal biology. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you have to be an animal biologist to work for fish and wildlife, though. I'm not. Sh- I'm really not sure. Well, this is why we've got to throw this out there to the good people at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Yeah. The, the the sentiment. This person says, "Really, you have to eat the bear?" I don't know. If I if a bear is is like on my property and I have to do what I have to do, do, do I then have to eat the bear? Do I then have 400 pounds of, defense, of bear meat? I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <That's>, I, <laughs> I, I, I feel That's... like you could probably plea your case in that instance. Oh, man. There's got to be a lot more meat and substance on inside sports than there has been this last half hour for average me. Average weight of a bear. An adult male black bear can weigh up to 600 pounds. So what's the average? 400? Uh, females up to 350, it says. So on average, an adult... Uh, I guess th- there's a range. It says females 300 to 800 Males between 400 and 1,200 pounds. That's amazing. Jace says, you guys should just go out for a hunt with Louie. Maybe you'll find a new hobby. You're going to learn to relax and appreciate the nature, Yeah, too. maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would. Like, if I, I don't know if I would like it, even though I've never really tried it. I don't know if I would like it. I don't know if that would be my... Th- I'm, not su- I'm not super outdoorsy. If people have ever listened to Inside Sports, they probably... <laughs> They probably know that, um, but I guess I shouldn't know for sure until I, I tried it. But obviously, it's something that a lot of people are are passionate about, and I'm so, I, as I'm encouraged to hear, abide by the rules as they do it. Absolutely, and I'm sure it's one of those. You know, there's such a respect around the whole practice of it. That, right. You know, it's you're either inside it or you're you're an outlaw, and I don't think they take too kindly to outlaws. Yeah, and you can listen to Oilers games while you're hunting. It's perfect. Probably. Um, Maybe that'd yeah. be a bad idea. You'd be distracted. <laughs> I don't know. You're it seems scaring like, off the animals when it, you yell whenever David gets a scoring chance. It's an exercise to me that would require far more patience than I would ever have. That's kind of my issue with it. Is I like things in digestible amounts, like say a two and a half hour sports game, not a ten hour right. hunting expedition, or you know, stalking an animal through its natural habitat. I'm ready. I see it. I'm ready to pop the gun off, and, and away we go. Uh, that's sort of my mentality. I'm an instant gratification type of a guy, and I have a hunch that's not really how hunting works. I, I would say probably not, but then again, if you know where to go and the things are in your favor, who knows? Like, I don't think you just bugger out of town for half a day and come home with the likes of the pictures that people Did, are Are we getting a lot right of here. pictures now? Of, yes, of, of, absolutely. Oh, interesting. Uh, Marion wants to know if all the games are going to be televised. Uh, yes. Yes, definitely. The, the regular season is televised. The preseason, Pre- only the Canucks games are televised. That is because the weirdest the Canucks, thing. It's part of the Canucks TV deal that the preseason games are on TV. Now, you can watch the Oilers game, preseason games, all of them, but you have to have an Oilers Plus account, which I'm not even sure how much that is. I was provided one complimentary. 
Interesting. Uh, I believe there's a promo code that knocks it down to about $20 for the entire year. And oh, is there? Okay. It, it is absolutely loaded with like hours and hours. Like, you, won't, you don't have enough time to go back through the catalog of content that's already there, and they continue to push out new no, content. Well, there's even episodes the time, of Magnum so. PI on there. No, there isn't. No, that's. Um, you have to funny. download a different app for that one. <laughs> Nothing beats watching playoff games on the pontoon boat. I think now we're just getting into summer activities. <laughs> yeah, I think we've, this is a wild. Ranging preseason show. We've talked about the game for about five minutes, and then we've been weaving through a variety of other topics, (laughs) primarily hunting. (laughs) That's what happens when the. uh, (laughs) But yes, the games are on TV. My goodness, and on the radio. That's what happens when my guest blows me off. I was thought we were going to talk about Clean Costin, and suddenly we were talking about. We got asked that. Rob and I, uh, somebody asked that last night if they will miss Clean Costin. Uh, They will miss Clean Costin when he was on his game. I think the. Thing was, and he was a he was a revelation. He was a, a, an energizer out there. What what was his streak? Was it seven goals in thirteen games? I can't remember, but it was pretty good. That one streaky, maybe it was seven and nine, even or six and nine. Um, and then there were other nights. I, I think Woody didn't like what he was doing, or somebody mm-hmm. on the coaching staff didn't, and he played six or seven minutes. Costin's physicality was good. His will, his willingness to play physical and fight if needed was very good. He scored. Three playoff goals. Uh, what the game winner against LA in Game Two when he came in over the blue line and shot it, and he got two goals in Game Six right before Yamo scored. I don't think he scored against Vegas, so he scored big goals. I guess if I'm looking at the whole thing, the question is the consistency, and I think the nights he didn't play as much. I don't think the coaching staff liked his puck maintenance in the neutral zone. I think they didn't think he was thorough enough with making sure the puck got through or got into the other end. And I think that's why that cost him ice, ice time sometimes. I, I mean, there are several ways to look at it. Um, would you trade, right now, would you trade Connor Brown for Clem Costin and Kyler Yamamoto? No. Well, you'd probably sooner have Brown. I mean, I know there are many ways to look at roster moves. I'm sort of oversimplifying, but who would you sooner have? One Connor Brown or Costin and Yamamoto? I, I, I bet you there's a lot of people out there who are going to be split on that until we see Connor Brown play. Uh, it was nice to actually get eyes on him last night. I, I thought he looked good in, in different areas of the game. I, I did the walk-off interview with him at the end of the second period. He's bigger than I thought he would be, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what uh, what that's going to bring for this team as well, they he's move a, forward. He's an actual top six player yes he's not a middle six player that you're hoping will be consistently a second liner Mm -hmm. I guess that's how I would put it and I really wanted Yamamoto to succeed and he had some great moments but Brown should be a more consistent player than Yamo all right we got to wrap this up but I do want to know what's coming up tonight I'm going to do inside sports from 7 to 8. I we got uh, Oil Kings head coach <laughs> Luke Pierce. Uh, we're actually going to talk a little rodeo. Edmonton Pro Rodeo is oh, here yeah, yeah. this weekend. I want to talk about uh, Mark Stone getting hit last night and then uh, making a, a youngster, Brant Clark, uh, quite uh, fearful, apparently, judging by the still photograph. Because <laughs> it's that whole thing, uh, hitting in preseason games, hitting star players, yeah. fighting, all that kind of stuff. Hayden Hodgson wants hey, a spot right, on the LA Kings. Uh, briefly, a teammate of Connor McDavid in Erie when McDavid was 16. Just file that name away. That's all I'm going to tell you.
On this day in 1962, as we go to this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, joined the three-night Montreal road trip with a private suite for the Oilers versus the Habs. Oh, yeah. Uh, call or visit newwesttravel.com. 1962, Grant Fuhr is born in Spruce Grove, Alberta. The Oilers making him the eighth overall selection in 1981. Ten seasons worth of a Hall of Fame career here. You know all about it. Grant Fuhr uh, turning 59 today. Does that add up? Something like that. I think so. All right, we're out of time. I don't have enough time to do that math. Tomorrow, you've got uh, Bob Stoffer back in the host chair again. Daily face-offs. Frank Saravalli will be our main guest for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta. Randy's got your news next. Then it's Reed with Inside Sports. Have a good night. So long.